Audio morning brief for the U.S. stock market, 8.08 a.m. Eastern Time, September 29th, March positive critical point. Well, we're winding down, it's Friday, <laughs> and we're winding down the month and the quarter. And for the moment, the stock market seems to be a bit firm, and the interest rate seems weak, and the bond seems a bit strong. And towards the end of this little update, I will talk something on the long-term bond side. At any rate, uh, it does appear that we're on the right track, that we at least have a level three bottom in place this week. Uh, missed it by one day uh, in terms of the very best the model had to offer, and it looks good. Now, we have to be cautious in that it's possible a level three top will come in today. That wouldn't be a good sign if we knew it for sure, and it can't make a call, all right? There's no signal yet, all right? and may not get it until the market goes down because it just hasn't moved enough that we can grab it and catch on to it with these different types of systems inside the modeling. At any rate, uh, the market may bounce in early next week and still top for level three. That's not a lot of time, therefore it may not rally much. And if it doesn't rally much and rolls over the next level three downtrend, it wouldn't be all that difficult for it to maybe take out the low of this week. So I'm warning you, there's still alternate scenarios saying we may have problems all the way into early next year, but more likely the problems would be all over a little after the November 1st Fed event. And those problems can be over any time through October, and those problems can be over starting this week even. And we just don't know. There's just layers of multiple scenarios, how people are thinking, how they're betting, what do they want to do. And the interesting thing is using the fundamentals news and everything else that goes into it and the business cycle of price itself, we're not coming up with picking one of those as the very best. Uh, they've got close probability, but we have to go with the first one and just err on that side. And that is the market, even if it goes higher and tops out, say, early next week, there may be a chance it doesn't go down into a level three bottom like it normally would. It bottoms on the way up of some larger trend. And I'm thinking we're going to get some stability in October. They've put it low enough. They ought to rebound it some, retrace some of this drop. and But they're not going to go gung-ho bullish until they see what the Fed does in November. So a rebound coming, some stability coming, and I just don't know how bullish it will be or not. And then I think late uh, October, early November, We'll put in a level to bottom that may be on the way up of even a larger trend. And I'm very convinced we'll see the market up in November and December and then I'm very bullish next year. Okay. I may have to look, I may be too bullish and in the sense of some of the complications and problems from inflation, the Fed, the interest rates, and we'll learn about that over time as a process. The key is to say it's bullish. It's a bull market. Okay. This drop we've seen is just a normal correction, normal business within a bull market from 2022 into late 2024 to early 2025. When you zoom out and look at the major bull market from 2020, that may be up into about 2030, this is meaningless. It's not even a correction. This is just meaningless behavior. Uh, again, normal fluctuation. Now, the seasonal pattern. Some people say it's been rather tame pattern, rather normal pattern. Well, the seasonal should be bottoming now into first half October. By late October, we should see evidence it's up. We could see that evidence starting now, okay? And so it's just an average, so it's difficult to pinpoint 
the bottom. If you look at the bottom of the average, it depends who you talk to, okay? Maybe now or maybe like next week, but it's a process really, okay? But it should be bullish in November and December, and that fits with the modeling, and the modeling is just looking at that seasonal is actually one minor factor. It's looking at other factors and still coming up with the idea, market ought to be higher in November and December. Now, on the very short-term side of things, uh, the model is saying, yes, it may top for level three today, early next week, it may be late next week, um, but for a level four, it's, it's a bit iffy. I can see it pulling down some today. I can see them waiting to Monday to pull it down some. But it looks like there's unfinished business here to put the market up to fill the gap that was created on September 26 to get it back to about 4340, uh, maybe a little less. And then I have a target, and this is the S&P 500 cash. I have a target about 4328 on about 43.52, okay? And I think that can occur today, but we may have to wait into early next week. Now, how about risk points? Well, unfortunately, it hasn't rallied enough to where if it came down a certain amount, I would say we better be bearish. It just hasn't moved enough for us. This could be nothing but a blip up on the radar screen. So unfortunately, we don't know unless it takes out this week's low at 42.38.63, and then I think they're gonna get very serious about putting it down to about 4,200 for the 200-day average, okay? Um, so that's the potential downside. That's the potential upside. And the futures are up following through the five-day average starting to turn up as if it's saying, yes, you're probably right. You got a level three bottom. And the stochastic that was a leading indicator for a change looks like it's one. It's leaving oversold now. And wide enough spread to suggest chance for lingering near-term upside momentum next one to three days. So I think we got an opportunity here to go with it. Now, what's some of the drivers of this? Well, some of it is they just beat the market up so much that people just couldn't help themselves. They had to nibble at it. They filled that June 2nd gap. They used that as a potential floor price. But it's really, once again, interest rates, the bond market. And interest rates topped, okay, on September 28th. And they've turned down, and the bonds have turned up. And overnight, they put the down, interest rates down more than I was expecting. And that's excited the stock market, and we have the stock market up overnight in the futures market, okay? So that's looking constructive like we're on the right track, okay? So let's give it a chance that just maybe interest rates are going to back off for a few days. The stock market's going to bounce for a few days. But hopefully... It'll actually turn into some stability, keep the rates off the, the current high for a while, and that the stock market can at least show some stability during October as it tries to build upward momentum for those higher prices in November and December. Hopefully this means the news cycle is going to change to a net bullish bias and some stability here. Okay, Now, um, long term. Years ago, I evolved away from using bond prices in the model to just interest rates. And the reason is I really wasn't trying to put out a trader's bond service. It's really about the stock market. But I put out some helpful information, I believe, for bond trading but all investing. But it's primarily an input for the stock market. And I realized most people would like to talk about interest rates unless they're serious about bond trading. Then they talk bond prices, okay? But for the average person out in the street, 
what's the interest rate? Okay, and they relate that to their businesses. They relate that to their stock market. Anyway, I decided to take a look at bond prices, and I was surprised. I had a chart that I hadn't updated in months, and I looked at the old forecast, and son of a gun, it was right, okay, for these lower bond prices. The interesting thing is I can come up with a scenario of a minor long-term bottom in bond prices as of this week or next, and it's starting to look like it's this week. And therefore, that backs the model looking at interest rates as saying, well... Okay, it is due for a minor long-term top in interest rates. Now, I realize the two are related. They're just opposite of one another, so you, you would think you would come up with the same signal, but sometimes the bond prices, specifically using futures, which is what I've been following for years, it can give you a little bit different uh, scenario on the timing of it. It might be a minute problem, okay, uh, or better information, but just extremely short-term to help pick it. I just became encouraged in the overall pattern and structure that they probably have overdone it. Now, unfortunately, though, we realize that the bonds may not bottom to early next year. And I'm talking more like Jan Feb for the latest. And that ought to be the latest long term. Okay. Therefore, we could still run into problems from the Fed in November, maybe even December, maybe even the start of the year. Okay. But that ought to be it. They ought to be done raising. And we should then see the rates moving sideways being unchanged for quite some time. And I think that it can allow free market interest rates to back off some, but probably not a huge amount. And I think that just helps the economy, helps relieve people. I think it's going to help the stock market. So just a fascinating little structure here to kind of, it was fascinating as I was doing it. And my gut feeling yesterday was this thing should be over and done with. But we don't know for sure. They may still put rates higher. They may need to get it closer to uh, 5% is what some people are still forecasting to get it within a half a point of the Fed. And if the Fed raises in November to five and three quarters, then maybe they got to get it all the way to five and a quarter. I can see history shows us that sometimes the bond market tries its best not to get us that close to the Fed. And then it gives in and it gets very close to almost the same level the Fed. Then it's all over and interest rates come down. Um, so there is upside potential still there. But at least for the moment, it looks like they're giving us a break, a little bit of relief. And that's a pretty good down move overnight in interest rates. Now, of course, we'll have to wait for the day session to see that they change their mind, reject it, and put it right back up. But I think that's rather constructive. Now, in the U.S. dollar index, um, this was a big up week in the dollar index. Okay, In my opinion, it was even more aggressive and bigger than what was going on in interest rates. But if I looked at my chart uh, and it was correctly updating, in fact, while I have, give me just a second, I'll bring that up. Um, yeah, it still shows it well off the high of the week. It's almost back to last week's uh, high. And that's, you know, makes it look like, boy, this could be a negative reversal. Well, I don't think it's going to finish the week as a true negative reversal, meaning it ought to close below last week. Um, but it is, uh, I can see my indicators rolling over. And it is in the, t the new revised time frame for a top for the dollar. And granted, this may only be a blip, short-term blip to the downside, and up again, and there, it can, uh, doesn't have to top for a few weeks yet. But I think they're really stretching the rubber band. You never know, we might see a little backing off the dollar, a little stability there, and that helps the idea that the stock market can be stable in October. 
And even farther out, I think the dollar should stall out for quite a while, even though I'm long-term bullish the dollar in the next year. It may stall out for quite some time. It may have actually put the highest value in for quite some time. And I think that can also support the stock market. Now, people have been nervous over the crude oil, perhaps causing too much expense for people and pushing inflation higher. And some of the inflation that I'm watching on a day-to-day -day basis is picking up. And I am concerned that some of my commodity forecasting is offering some higher prices next year. That may also push inflation up. That may be a problem. But at least for the moment, it looks like oil might be getting stretching the rubber band a little overbought that's due to at least stall out back off a little bit. That can relieve some of the worries in the stock market. And those worries, in my opinion, are nowhere near as important as what they're looking at uh, for uh, in terms of interest rates, okay? So it's interest rates first, the dollar second, and everything else is just third. All right. Now, I did see some comments of some people here have been talking about the amount of bankruptcies. Uh, they've been swinging higher. Uh, really, that's normal. There's always businesses going bankrupt every year, okay? Um, that yes, it's bounced and increased, but I'm not, what some were saying, but if you look at the yield curve spreads or yield spreads, they were saying it doesn't seem to show up, and, and, and they're questioning why. Now, I'm sure some who just cannot help themselves of being pessimistic <laughs> uh, are thinking we're probably going to get a wake-up, that things are going to deteriorate over the economy. So that's, But I view that as now as a headwind for the stock market, not a reason to knock the stock market down. And I could flip that around and say, but... The reason they're not reflecting that is it does not matter. Those are not serious enough bankruptcies, okay? It's almost like normal, in my opinion, all right? And so someone else was commenting on some other viewpoint, point of view of various spreads saying there's really no sign of a financial crisis, and yet people are preaching there's going to be a financial crisis and a recession. Well, they've been saying that for some time. They've been wrong, so I can't really... You know, I have to respect that, but I have to also say, but you've been wrong, okay? And I'm not seeing the evidence of those kind of problems. Now, billionaire Ray Dalio was just out yesterday or day before saying, yes, he thinks a financial crisis is coming for the U.S., but he didn't say when, and he said he wasn't so sure about the process. Frankly, if anything like that's coming, I don't think it shows up to near the end of this decade for the normal bear market. I don't find evidence of a financial crisis in this country ever occurring with in minor long-term or you know intra-decade kind of fluctuations. It's always been the once a decade move or the super cycles that were occurring at the same time. Now, there may be things I'm missing that some people might call a financial crisis, but it didn't impact the stock market all that much. Okay, then I could buy into that. And I would say, well, that's probably the worst case scenario is it really won't matter that much to the stock market. But to me, that doesn't sound like what they mean of a financial crisis. So there are things to watch and consider. And there are things that we'll have to consider going into next year for the bull market that maybe the bull market won't be as good as uh, I'm forecasting. There can certainly be complications and problems for inflation staying up longer than it really should be. I, I, I really, I seriously doubt inflation is going back to 2% next couple of years as the Fed's forecasting and as I'm forecasting, meaning I'm going to change my forecast. I think we're stuck with 3% inflation for a while. And unfortunately, does that mean the Fed will pump interest rates even higher? Uh, I, I don't think so. I think they're just going to level off and watch it for a while, okay? 
And uh, there are people now saying the Fed really needs to give up on 2% and say 3% is good enough. Let's not beat the economy up. Let people have some fun. Let them do business. Let them get something done. I can live with 3% inflation. I've watched myself and the budgeting and, and, and paying or whatever I'm paying at the store. I'm fine with it. But other people aren't. And maybe the Fed isn't. So that's an issue of where the Fed can still be too aggressive for too long and miss the point that uh, they're kind of, their raising of interest rates is picking on the wrong people, wrong businesses here, and not fighting inflation all that well, frankly, okay? And we need to just also let the free market system work its way through here. We'll eventually get that inflation down. So those are some of the headwinds to think about and why someone may still sell this market lower. But coming in here this morning, seeing the latest model updates, uh, gazing at the news, looking at the charts, uh, I like what I see here. But if it takes out the low of the week, they're probably going to put it down to 4200 for the S&P 500 cash. In the meantime, I think it's time to put this market back up some, keep it stable in October, get over the Federal Reserve, and we're going to have higher prices in November, December, and higher prices next year. Past results, not necessarily indicative of future results. Have a great weekend. Thank you.